Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Okay, here's the latest. So yesterday, when I finished the podcast, I went over to this studio that I was telling you about, really excited just to walk in the door of this gigantic workspace. And wouldn't you know it, the first thing Lauren and I see when we walk in the door is a miniature... DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future. This is one of the props that these guys are working on, is the DeLorean time machine. And like I say, it's it, it so it's miniature, so it's kind of like eh, a little bigger than go-kart size. Basically, they're doing it for some show where it's a surprise, like there's going to be a lady inside of this thing with a bottle of champagne. And so the DeLorean pulls up, the door opens, and out comes the lady with the champagne. its I don't even know exactly what they're up to, but this is Vegas. Okay. And they had huge props that they are building for various magicians. Uh, some things they showed me that appear to be defying the laws of physics, like, for example... They have a rig where uh, they're working with an, a, an entertainer right now so that he can ride around on his unicycle and then he can ride his unicycle up and down walls. Um, they, I mean, they just had so many cool props. And these guys are so innovative that, I mean, they never know what's going to happen when somebody walks in the door. So somebody comes in and says, look, I have this crazy fantastical idea for this thing I want to do and I have no idea how to do it you figure it out and then you know here they throw money at these guys and say solve this problem wouldn't that be cool and so these guys are just working on project per project per project you know and they're they're just trying to figure out how to create these effects and illusions and you know create the magic that people expect when they come and experience the stuff here in Las Vegas and I was saying you know this would make a great reality TV show just sort of documenting what you guys do every day and um, the fella in charge he said yeah yeah you know he says we've talked about that but the problem is he said you have a lot of these people who come in here especially the magicians and they want us to build props for them and then they don't want the secret to get out you know they they think it'll ruin their trick if you show a documentary about how you created the effect or the illusion so i do understand the inherent difficulty there in taking what they're doing and showing it uh, on a consistent basis on tv when we just really have no idea how that's going to um, sort of impact uh, the people who are making money off of the surprise factor in entertainment and show business here in Vegas. But anyway, the the meeting with us, and I mean, it was very informal. They just invited me to come over, check out their place. I mean, it was awesome because it ended up with us talking about the experiments that I'm doing and some of the needs that I may have in the very near future to have certain specialized things created 
and these guys were so excited. I cannot even tell you how excited they were. They completely connected with some of these bizarro things that I'm experimenting with, and it turns out uh, this is the kind of stuff that, to some degree, they're experimenting with themselves. Uh, one fellow said, at my house... You know, I'm experimenting with an you know anti gravity and electromagnetic levitation, et cetera, et cetera, at his house. I'm like, you're my kind of guy, you know. And so we all got very excited to meet each other, and uh, I think that I'm going to have some great allies there in my future here in Las Vegas, helping me to uh, to not only create some of these experiments. But I also have some plans for this town in terms of creating uh, an attraction or two. I've alluded to this on past podcasts, so I'm making some really great contacts here, and that was a fun experience. So, after that, Lauren and I went to a casino and uh, had dinner, had a couple drinks, got ready for round three of the big roulette wheel experience. Now let me tell you how this has gone so far. Now when I started this, uh, and I keep calling it an experience, but it's actually an experiment. I don't know why I keep calling it an experience, but I guess it's because I'm the one sitting there doing it. And there's a lot of actual emotion involved when you're, you're placing your bets on this because you want it to work because if it works, then it's going to prove ESP in a way. Um, so anyway, uh, the first time I did this, phase fun, phase one, round one, I just put a poll out there and I said, anybody can get involved and you tell me, is it going to be red, black, or green? Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can get in here and tell me, do you think it's going to be red, black, or green? And then I looked at the poll and the majority said red. And it was a slight majority, but it was a majority. So I said, okay, I'm going to bet on red. So I went there. One spin, I bet on red, and it was correct. So the second time around, I said, if you were right the last time, I now want you to continue in the experiment by following this link. And then you would go to a link, and it, and it said, okay, do you think it's going to be, uh, we're going to do two spins this time, do you think it's going to be red, black, or green on the first spin, red, black, or green on the second spin, and uh, I looked at the polls, and the polls were very distinct, and uh, said, okay, the first spin is going to be red, and the second one is going to be black, okay, so then I went out, and that's how I bet, first spin red, second spin black, sure enough, that was the winning combo, that was a winner, so now, for last night, the polls said, and, and again, this is only available to those who were right in phase two. I sent them a link to continue. The poll said it's going to be red the first spin, red the second spin, black the third spin. All right, so be it. So I sat down and I bet red, red, black, and guess what? Once again, it was exactly accurate. We have a 100% accuracy at this point. At this point, I am not going to tell you how much money that I have bet and how much that I have won by doing this, 
because at this point it's becoming complicated enough for the people who have made it to this stage to focus on the colors. I don't want you to be in any way distracted by any other factor of this because now we're on our way. Now we're on our way to making a lot of money for all of us, for all of us. And you know what? I may get to the point where I only have three or four people who have been accurate through 10 spins. And if that's the case, I don't even need $10 million to give us each a million bucks. If I, you know, if I get three or four people, all I need is three or four million dollars. Um, but so far, what I can tell you is that this is, I mean, it kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck when you look at this and say, okay, yes, it's nice to win the money, but this is about also proving that psychic phenomena is real. And so there are people out there, there are people out there who have gotten this right every single time. They got the first spin right. In phase two, they got those two spins right. In phase three, they got those three spins right. And now those people who have been correct this whole time are putting in their, you know, their poll uh, vote on phase four, which is going to be four spins in a row. And I just want to, to point out for you, again, to show how this can increase exponentially okay if you put down a hundred dollars on spin number one and you're correct now you have two hundred dollars spin number two you have four hundred dollars spin number three you have eight hundred dollars and spin number four you have sixteen hundred dollars you see how quickly again this can accumulate and that's why if we get ten in a row we'll make it so that a handful of people out there are millionaires now I know you may be disappointed because that you haven't been correct and you don't get to keep you know participating. Don't be disappointed. This is the first time I've ever done an experiment like this involving my audience. And so however this all ends up, I'm going to learn from it and then I'm going to create other experiments that you can get involved with. And it's one of those things, though, like I was saying before, it's kind of like there will be open enrollment periods where it's like you have to get registered and started now because I don't want to change the experiment midstream. And so uh, I have I've gotten lots of great suggestions about how to you know continue doing this in different ways. But for now, for those of you who have gotten it right every single time, let me tell you something. You're beating the odds. You're doing a damn good job. Uh, and you're on your way to making a substantial amount of money. I can promise you that. Um, okay, so next thing is, when it comes to this world of experimentation and interactivity, you know how I told you a couple days ago that I was hoping that maybe some of you would be able to use a basic mantra as you were drifting off to sleep and meet me on the astral plan. Uh, in you know that somehow or other we would match up in our dreams and I mentioned that I wasn't sure if it worked or not but I did have this extremely unique unusual dreamlike experience where I was on a stage and there were a bunch of people there in front of me and 
um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to it. So I, I, I said, you know, I had this experience. I got this email today. I'm going to read it to you. Came from a man named Alan. I won't give out his last name. And his subject line was the dream exclamation point. He said, Dear Mr. Warren, I was there in your dream. I remember seeing you exclamation point. It was like you were standing above me on a stage. Wow exclamation point. And that's from Al. So that's at least one person who actually believes that he um, was there in that experience where I was standing on the stage that night. And, uh, you know, we, we, we don't know how these things work uh, on the astral plane. We'd have to understand a hell of a lot more than we currently understand about how the spiritual and metaphysical functions and how that mind, body, environment all work together and all that kind of thing. But that's pretty darn cool. And so um, he's the only one who's contacted me. But I will tell you this. Warren and I have been together for over 20 years. And often we will discover the next day that something that she was thinking about or dreaming about occurred in what I dreamed about and vice versa. And she told me after she listened to my podcast about me being on stage, having like a dream that I was on stage and not being a stand-up comedian, but feeling like I'd bombed in some way. She said, that's so weird that you said that because before she went to sleep that night, she said that she had been reading an article about a controversial comedian who uh, had bombed on stage. And, and and that's also pretty odd because, you know, like I told you, I've never personally had that experience. I've never bombed on stage. But for some reason, I felt like I did. And so that may have been the influence of her mind and what she was reading as she was going to sleep coming in to my dream experience. And uh, so this may have been uh, quite a, an interesting and successful mental experiment on a number of levels that we don't quite understand. But at least I now have Lauren saying, you know, this is con. This is what you talked about. Dreaming was very similar to content that I was reading. And then I have now at least one person saying, okay, yeah, I saw you that night in Dreamland, and you sure enough, you were you were like you were on a stage above me. So pretty cool experiment there i'll be doing more of those in the near future so you have to keep up to date you know keep on top of the podcast so you'll know when these experiments come up and you can participate third thing i want to tell you here is that today i received my giant spool of fiber optic cable about 8500 feet pushing close in the direction of two miles at that, you know, a mile and a half, whatever. I forget exactly how it all pans out. But, I mean, that's a lot of fiber optic cable. It arrived today. So the first thing I did, of course, was pull this spool out 
and start shining lasers in it because I have got access to both ends of the spool. Thank goodness. But right now, when I'm shining the laser in one end, I don't see it coming out the other end. And so I contacted the company that makes it, and I talked to one of their top technicians there, very nice guy. He took his time speaking with me, and he said that um, to get a laser to pass through that amount of cable, for one thing, he says, you know, your laser may or may not be powerful enough. That's an unknown variable. Um, but the second thing he said is, with this type of cable, uh, you really have to have it aligned very well with a perfect connector. And so he was giving me suggestions on how to connect the laser to the fiber optic cable. So I'm going to be following, following through and following up on his suggestions. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and try this experiment over the next 24 hours, I think, to see if just messing around, you know, just shining a laser around a coil of that size will make the DT meter deviate. Because if it will, well then, it may be that you don't have to have the laser penetrate the entire 8,500 feet. I mean, this is, all this is arbitrary, okay? It may be that maybe the, the laser makes it through half of that. Okay, that's still a hell of a lot of cable. Just because I can't see it coming out the other end doesn't mean that we're not getting a hell of a lot of light spinning in this fiber optic spool. So, like I say, within the next 24 hours, I'm going to sit down, break out the DT meter. Ronald Heath sent me a special sensor that makes the DT meter even more uh, sensitive to this type of experimentation. So I'm going to plug all that together the, the right way. And it's who knows, it's possible that by the time I leave my next podcast that we will, we will have uh, achieved something amazing. Um, but if not, well, I'll just keep working on it. Uh, I'll go Monday to a fiber optics company around here and work with them and make sure I got my connections right and all that sort of thing. And then maybe, you know, if this doesn't work, maybe it takes more. It always brings me back to that thing about Thomas Edison when he was struggling to invent the light bulb. And he was saying, I haven't failed. I've just found 1,000 ways not to make a light bulb. And you have to have that attitude because it's exciting every single time that you do something like this to know that you might succeed, you might achieve something amazing. And so I can tell you right now, I already have achieved something amazing with Parasymatics 2.0. And I predict that over the next few days, I will be at the point where I will be ready to play for you something on this podcast that no human ears have ever heard before in all of human history. Brand new. Brand spanking new. You get to hear it for free just because you keep up with my work and you listen to this podcast. So... Look, whatever you do to keep informed, 
do it. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P, you'll find a lot of cool kick-ass stuff there, especially if you go to the Curiosity Shop, which is all really unique stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else on the Internet. But you'll find a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short, always free. It's independent. And I keep it that way for a reason. So I don't have to refer to anybody else. I don't have to defer to any other person. Before I, I mean, I get on here and I tell you what's going on. It's raw. It's straight as hell from me to you. Click the link there to Joshua P. Warren Daily. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren at Joshua P. Warren so that you can stay immediately updated on when new ones are available. So that is it for today. But my God, tomorrow, who knows what could happen. I might leave one of these for you that will change the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.